everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Buongiorno, mia mia. I'm one of your co-hosts, Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the co-host that isn't Liam, but might be secretly. Nope. No? Oh, okay. I thought Today I... we watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode 14, the fourth episode of Battle I Tendency? I don't even know. It's fifth. all gone fifth. so fast. It's like... the fifth. Okay, it's the fifth. Right. Uh, entitled... Either elite ancient warriors or ultimate warriors from ancient times. <laughs> I prefer ultimate warriors from ancient Likewise. times. It's just... Mm. Uh, it covers chapters 61 through 66 of the manga. Today we meet our antagonists for the first time. <gasps> well, a new antagonist. Well, our ultimate antagonists of this part. Hey, ultimate warriors. Nice. From ancient times. Whoa! We open in Rome, Italy. <gasps> Uh, that stereotypical Italian music is playing. <laughs> that stereotypical Italian you know, music? You know, it has like a lot of accordions and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Roman music. All right. Or, or Italian. <laughs> Not like ancient Roman Empire music. We sort of zoom through scenic Rome for a bit and then we come to rest in a hotel where Joseph Joestar is eating spaghetti. However... It's not normal spaghetti. No, it's spaghetti al Nero de Sepia. And he is getting quite angry about it. Yeah, because he's like, uh, what the heck is this supposed to be? You think you're funny putting black ink in my spaghetti? He's not He's not trying to be funny. No. That's how it's served. Yeah, the waiter is like, sir, please. We put fresh squid's ink in this spaghetti because that's how the dish is made. So he gives it a shot. And he really likes it. He really likes he it. He slopes it down like a big uncultured boob. <laughs> Which, to be fair, he, he is a bit uncultured. As... A mysterious man observes the same thing. <gasps> With a lady yeah. in tow. He's like, this hotel was really going to the dogs. Now they just let anyone in here. <laughs> Kiss me, my darling. <laughs> and so he does. So throughout this, the rest of this scene, pretty much, is... Uh, this guy flirting with this woman and Joseph, like, basically riff-tracksing it. He's just like, my dear, have I ever seen the eyes of a woman such as yours before? What's with this guy? Come on, did that mozzarella cheese ball just say what I think he did? <laughs> and he does this big, dumb, lame, romantic thing where he's like, I will kiss this jewel to put a romantic spell on it to make the woman who wears it fall in love with me. Ugh. And now I'll kiss your lips to put the same spell on them. <laughs> And Joseph's like, gross, how could any modern woman fall for such an act? <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to play a prank on this guy. I'm going to get some spaghetti. Fight fire with fire, after all. going to load it full of ham on and flick it to him so he sticks on his face. And then it'll wrap around him and then no one so, like, him. So there's a really good shot where he holds up his fork and then like the ham on electricity sparks crackle through it and the spaghetti becomes rigid. <laughs> and he's like really keen. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he hurls it at him. But then... Deflection. Caesar catches it in his own fork, which has, like, some penne in it. <gasps> it catches the uh, spaghetti strands, and he flicks it around. They fly back at Jojo and pierce his wine glass. However, should be noted, the penne pieces go all the way through. They don't. I just wanted to say something cool. Okay, all right. Nick, you can't just make things up. <laughs> what are you talking about, Liam? <laughs> anyway, the penne pieces come through. But not much else does. And then he he's like, how did that happen? Oh, well... Slurps, slurps the spaghetti the wine covered spaghetti out of the wine glass and the wine just all drains out flawless execution and then quite possibly my favourite moment so far where he looks up and then he goes how dare they let such an oaf like you in and then then the, the bellhop comes by and is like excuse me Mr. Caesar Zappelli there's a phone call from you from a Mr. Speedwagon 
Sabelli. Sabelli. He puts on the hat. The Zapelli hat. Like, I don't even know how he got it. I don't even care. Either it's an identical one or Speedwagon would have given it to him, I guess. Yeah, maybe. That would explain it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He puts it on and he he gets up and then we cut to the OP. Oh, wait, no. Jojo in the dub is like, wait, that spaghetti-brained womanizer is the Caesar Zapelli we came here to find? And then you get a shot of him going, (laughs) and then OP. Yeah. So, uh, since we meet the villains today... Uh, we can talk about how the three figures that you see in the OP are obviously them. Yeah, it, it's quite obvious now. <laughs> and also, since we meet Caesar, we can talk about the fact that this guy that Jojo is, like, sparring and doing flips with through over the course of it is yeah. his rival-slash-ally Caesar. <laughs> his rival-slash-ally. Yeah. Much like Gary Oak. And there's a really cool shot towards the latter end of it where... Um, the three pillar men are on like one of those big rock spires like Dio was in that one episode mm. are silhouetted against the moon and they're sort of all like doing muscle man poses and then it zooms back down to um, Caesar and Jojo and they both do like fighting stances and Caesar looks really serious and Jojo's just got his shit-eating grin on. <laughs> I love that Jojo's just there going, yeah! Caesar is actually trying to get shit done. And this episode also has allusions to something called the Redstone of Aja, which... Uh, Accounts for the uh, massive red stone. Massive red stone we've seen in both the opening and closing sequences. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's the red stone of Asia. Seems reasonable to assume. Yeah, since it's now been named as the red stone yeah. of Asia. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, and it more or less brings us through the OP. Uh, not much more to really say apart from, holy shit, we now know who that guy is. Yeah. And he's awesome. So I really like the way in when they're sparring and when they're just flipping around or whatever. When they go to the silhouettes, Jojo's in pink and Caesar's in blue. Yeah. It's a nice touch. Yeah. One of them is somewhat more uh, serious than the other one. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know if this is a deliberate choice, but Caesar being in blue kind of keys into, in a lot of Japanese shows like Power Rangers and their ilk, like the blue character is always the rival to the lead guy. Ah. Well, well, well. Did not think that one through. No, I just thought of that just now myself. Yeah, all the things that I'm thinking of right now, like Samurai Champloo, dude wears blue. He's like the rival good guy. Wonderful 101. Yeah. Wii U game. It's good by Platinum. Excellent. I still haven't played it. You play as 101 superheroes. Really? Yep. Oh, damn. At once. (laughs) At once? Yeah, and you like form together... um, they have like what they call unite morphs. So yeah. if you draw a, I think it's a circle, they all form together into a fist, like um like ants would do in a cartoon. Oh wow! Or you can get a sword or a gun or a whip or that's claws. That's fantastic. It's really clever. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, moving on. We're not here to talk about superheroes. We're here to talk about men. Uh, we have a bit of a, a small flashback as we're in Washington D.C. We have a, a big sweeping shot of the Washington Monument, and then right next then to it, a wall. giant giant mansion slash research facility sensing a theme here with mansions yeah at first i thought what the hell why are we in washington and then so we find out this is the headquarters of the speedwagon foundation to which i went what the what (laughs) an organization founded by speedwagon with his oil riches 28 years ago what the what (laughs) they were the people who did the expedition to mexico Mm -hmm. they research science and technology and medicine uh, for the benefit of all humankind. Thus making Speedwagon the best. Yeah, Speedwagon literally working to save the world. He's come a long way from mugging Jonathan in Ogre Street. <laughs> He's realised the error of his ways yeah. after being inspired by Jonathan. But we also learn they have a secret purpose, which is the research into the stone masks and related things. Which, I'm not going to say 
isn't a noble endeavor, but compared to for the future of humanity. Well, as we talked about in part one, Jojo fought the stone mask and literally saved the world. So yeah, it's true. That is true. Yeah, if he was kept uh, out of check, it'd be a very different Jojo's bizarre adventure. What are you even saying? I don't even know anymore. We, okay, we had we went, went out for dr- drink and lunch, and it's clearly all gone to Nick's head. Look, look, it was good whiskey. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It was great whiskey. No, but I mean, you're right in that. You know, if the stone mask wasn't dealt with, yeah, it'd be a very different bizarre adventure. One that involved a very different course for the nuts. A much, a much shorter one. Yeah, not so much an adventure as much as a romp. You know, or just death. Yeah, a lot of because death. Dio would have taken over the world. Eh, you know, it could still be a romp. <laughs> Okay, this is a dumb conversation. Okay, fine. Um, so we see, like, guys in hazmat suits, and they've got Santana under all these UV lights. Or rather, the top half of Santana. I assume the back half is in there somewhere. He's, yeah. He looks like he's in... He looks a bit like he's in one of those sort of CAT scan tubes. Yeah. It's, it kind of looks like a kiln, almost. Yeah, that's fair to say, when the doors yeah. close, especially. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's, let's begin the test. Introduce the snake. <laughs> And they put this snake in the chamber, and the snake crawls towards the rock that is Santana. And as it gets close, it sort of gets sucked on, and also turns to stone. So in the dub, the scientists all sort of speak with vaguely European, almost German accents. And I guess they're going for a sort of, like, international scientists working together for the benefit of all. But does it come across as more like a, aren't we against the Nazis at this point? I don't know. Like, it, 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 it definitely, like, struck me as noticeable that it sounded like a German accent. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Do you think maybe it's because um, even though the war is happening, all the engineers and whatnot are just like, yeah, no, we're still over here in America. I don't know. Oh. There you go. I know a lot of people defected after the war. <laughs> For good reason. In the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the snake gets on him. Gets yep. sucked in. So it's like, oh no, he's still alive, but we better just keep these UV lights on him forever and hope the power doesn't go out. Now see, that to me seems like a terrible plan. Well, what else are they going to do? Um... If you're so smart... Shit. <laughs> I suppose he's not affected by fire, is he? No, he's made of rock. Yeah. Yeah, and as we learn later, he's not affected by Harmon because it doesn't affect stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Uh, yeah, touche. Yeah, all right. But that's the last we see of Santana. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, well, at least he doesn't come back. At some point after the end of the story, they probably have Joseph pop by and just finish him off. <laughs> just crush him a bit. Yeah. Next, you'll say, I've outsmarted him yet again. <laughs> So, um, the Speedwagon activates, like, a projector and starts talking about that, that rock mural we see in the closing credits with the, um... The three heads. Four heads, in fact, there's a smaller one beneath them all. Oh, yeah, the That's really small one. much okay. smaller one being Santana, identifiable by his horns. Ah. And then, far above him, and much larger, are three other faces, each with their own unique horn configurations. <gasps> Speedwagon's like... Uh, their faces are stacked uh, vertically in this picture. Speaking historically, I would say that indicates their status. Yeah, it probably does. Reasonable to assume. <laughs> Seems fair. Seems fair. So there are three more hollow men out there, and they are. Hollow men? Sorry, I keep doing that. Um, we tried to watch The Hollow Men for my other podcast recently. Uh, you know, that political show. I mean, is that the one? Is that the Australian one? Yeah, the comedy. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there are three more pillar, pillar men out there, mm. and they're of much higher status than Santana was. Mm. They've got horns. They are, as it were, horne. Can you just, like, get your head in the game? <laughs> we're recording a podcast, <laughs> not some sort of pornography of words. So we go back to Italy in the present now. Yes. So Jojo and Caesar are sort of sulking. 
Yeah, they're at this fountain. They don't want to work together. So he's just flirting with another woman and Jojo's playing with some birds. Pigeons, to be precise. Yes. Uh, which will be important. Caesar's like, so, where are you from? Shall I take a photo of you with the fountain? He's a fast worker and kind of a sleazebag. Yeah, he gets on those women. He gets on... Th- then again, Italy. So Jojo, meanwhile, is like, he's doing that thing where he's clearly talking smack to someone but not directly acknowledging them. He's like, wow, the birds in this country are really friendly. Can't say I like the men, though. Yeah, except at the very end, he just, like... Obviously looks at him. Yeah. Like with a dramatic... The most like passive aggressive nonsense. And he's just like, wow, the birds here are so nice. Too bad I don't like the men! And just turns. Too bad I don't like the men, Caesar. (laughs) Too bad I don't like the Zappellis. So we learn that Caesar blames um, Jonathan, and therefore Joseph by extension, for his grandfather, Willa Zappelli's death. Hmm. Because, as he says, the uh, the Italians had the strongest family bonds of any culture in the world. Now, I'm not going to deny that because it is very true. Italians, the Italians I know have pretty strong family yeah, bonds. strong family bonds. Italian yeah. half of my family is there you go. very tight-knit. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure, because uh, I was saying to you, all the women in the family tree... Yeah, we get a shot of, like, a literal tree coming out of, like, Caesar's back in artistic tableau mm. and uh there's his dad and then his grandfather and the women are red dots yep couldn't even be bothered drawing a face for him now is that good or bad i don't care i think it's bad i, I don't care either way it's just like look the strongest bonds of all men and you're like yeah but where are the way wi- i uh, just get on with it so speedwagon's like now caesar that really isn't fair joseph didn't know anything because i deliberately kept it from him and then Caesar's like well that's no excuse what a child what a petulant idiot oh look you know, let him have his anger, I guess. So he asserts two things that really piss off Joseph. One, that his victory against Santana was just luck. Bastard. And that uh, Zappelli Sr. would still be alive if Jonathan hadn't gotten in his way. Ooh, and that cuts deep. Because that's like undermining the really personal sacrifice that Zappelli made. Mm, mm. And uh, immediately after that, Zappelli just basically mocks uh, Jojo's hummum. Yeah, yeah. And Joseph is like, what? He says, he's in the dub, he goes, <laughs> we're done with the niceties here. We're going to have to settle this with a nice thrashing. Cracks his knuckles and walks towards him. Can I say, the, like, knuckle cracking? Yeah. At first I went, okay, yeah, that's, that's, some, that's some nice, like, knuckle cracking. And then it just kept going. How many knuckles do you have in your fist there? They need to be thoroughly cracked. Yeah, no. Rather than, like, making fighting moves, uh, Caesar just kisses the woman he's with, and Jojo starts looking around, like, really confusedly, like, What? You guys seeing this? Yeah, and then I think Caesar goes, You couldn't even beat this girl. And Jojo's like, If there's any mocking here to be done, I'll take care of it, thank you kindly. And he runs towards them. And then suddenly, the woman starts choking him out. It's... It's brutal. It's so brutal. So her eyes are like all glazed over because... Wait, you've forgotten the integral line. You couldn't even beat this bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joseph asserts that if he couldn't beat a woman, well, A, Caesar's a misogynist. Um, (laughs) B... Enough said. uh, Jojo goes one step further. He's like, well, you couldn't even beat this pigeon. Ooh, avianist. So he walks in. The woman starts choking him and her eyes are all glazed over because Caesar, like, put Hamlet in that kiss and mind-controlled her because that's a thing it can do now. Apparently that's something. I guess, though, it's not too dissimilar from what Jonathan did to Wang Chung, but that destroyed his head, at least. Uh, Yeah. I mean, mind control... Yeah, I suppose yeah. if so you, you see what I mean them, about how in part two it just sort of does whatever you want it to. Yeah, I suppose like you could extend it as 
you're controlling your breathing while like you're kissing them. So an episode or two things. ago, two episodes ago, I think it was, he did the, the hair force field with it. Yeah. Like, that's a thing it can do now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a bit OP. Yeah. So she chokes him out and just sees, Joe's just like, oh, what's going on? And then she, like, punches him and kicks him and throws him into the fountain. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I told you you couldn't even beat that girl. And then he gloats a bit more and he's like, now behold my special technique. And he jumps into the air. And arguably the dumbest thing that I've seen so far. He likes to stay clean, so to the extent that his clothes are always covered in a thin layer of soap. Now... That doesn't strike me as particularly yeah, hygienic. That's, that's not hugely clean. Very sticky. Yeah, I don't know how he's getting all these ladies if he's just <laughs> covered in soap. If it's just like, hey girl, how you going? Slide hand across face. It's like, you are very slimy, quite literally. <laughs> In the dove, he's like, behold my Hamon bubble launcher. It's important. He speaks with a ridiculous Italian accent, by the way. How, how ridiculous are we talking? Like, it's a me, a Caesar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> remember that Assassin's Creed game where you meet your uncle Mario and it's like, what, Ezio, you don't remember me? It's a me, Mario. Oh, Christ. I haven't played any of the Assassin's Creed games beyond, like, the they're first good. one. They're good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're fine. Um, they're game. It's important to keep oneself clean. I myself have a thin layer of soap on my clothes at all times. You're looking a little dirty there yourself, Joe Star. As he jumps into the air and shoots a huge barrage of bubbles at Jojo. They sort of, like, spiral through the air and sort of all punch him in the face. Yeah, and then we see a shot of Jojo coming down in a giant bubble. He's trapped in a giant bubble and he tries to... Hamon his way out of it, but he can't because his breathing's all ragged now. He's in a giant bubble of Hamon. Caesar's gloating, but then in the bubble, Jojo's like, Next you'll say, now I'll lift my Hamon spell, Signorina, thank you. <laughs> Next I'll lift my Hamon spell, Signorina. <gasps> what? Because then he goes to kiss her and her mouth opens and there's a pigeon in there and the pigeon flies out and goes into Caesar's mouth. He couldn't even beat a pigeon. Yeah. They're both like gasping for air on the ground and all fours. And Jojo's like, while well, that woman was throttling me, I filled that pigeon with as much ham on as I could and hid it in her mouth. Yeah, it's become a bit of a plot device now, yeah. that ham on. So I was right. Turns out you couldn't eat a, even beat a pigeon. Ooh. And then Speedwagon's in the foreground sighing and being like, oh, what a day. So then we cut to later that evening. It's eight hours later. Uh, Zapelli's changed clothes. He was wearing a sort of like similar to what original Zapelli wore, mm-hmm. like sort of white suit. Uh, but now he's wearing a a green trench coat thing with like a lot more glam, Rocky. Yeah, and yeah. he's got his uh what comes to be his signature headband on. Ooh, with the feathers. Yes, on either side. And he has sort of like a half shirt on that shows off his abs. Oh my god. Okay. okay. You know how in part one I was like, man. It's Jonathan and Dio, like, they're, they're quite buff, you know? They're, they're pretty buff even for 17-year-olds, to the point of ridiculousness. This is something else. I'd say Jonathan's probably more buff than Caesar. Ooh, I don't know, Caesar just has, like, triangular abs. Like, so just defined. <laughs> and um, for the record, Joseph is wearing in this scene a uh, sort of white shirt and red sweater vest with black suspenders. Ah, uh, yes. It good looks, look. It looks good, yeah. It's got one of those um sort of half-collar things. Like, it's a small collar. Uh, where it doesn't fold over. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Alrighty then. So, they've been waiting for hours, and they're going to start playing cards. <laughs> and so he's like, no, Jojo, deal the deck properly. I'll know if you're cheating. And Jojo's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Caesar then grabs his hand. He reveals all the cards up his sleeve. Literal cards up his sleeve. <laughs> you couldn't beat me without cheating, huh? And then Joseph goes, then what's with this mirror on your shoe, eh? Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to fight me, Joe? Do you want to fight? Yes, yeah, so they, they're at each other's necks again. And then Speedwagon's like, guys, can you just like cool it for 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, that's right. They're like, what the hell are we waiting yeah. for? 
And the car speeds down the streets, and Jojo's like, what the hell is a German soldier doing here? Because it's Mark, the friendly Nazi. He's an okay guy. He's your pal and mine. He's a good friend, but also a Nazi. He looks out the window and like gives him the okay sign. It's okay to go see the Pillar Men now. He's a friendly dude, but also a Nazi. And then as we go to the, the halftime break, we see ominous shots of the Pillar Men in a hidden catacomb somewhere as a, a mysterious hole appears in one of their foreheads. <gasps> and then that's the halfway break. Yeah. Wow. So much has happened already. Yeah. Except, like It's a fast-moving episode. This is... So much is happening in these episodes in part two. I don't know if they just want to get to part three and then elongate that as much as they can, or if part two is genuinely, like condensed part two is longer in chapters than part one was mm. and so it's longer in episodes too but because of that they go roughly the same clip there's just a lot of stuff that happens like every five minutes mm. and it's not even like plot except for like when zapelli takes like 10 hours to say his last words yeah that is true but at the same time it was amazing so they're driving. Caesar explains that he's been working with the Nazis because Italy and Germany are allies. Hey. And uh, the Nazis want to research his ripple techniques. I mean, you know. You know. As far as Fair enough from his go. perspective, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they didn't know what was happening at that point. It was only, what, 1938? Yeah. On 39. 38. 38, yeah. It's only 1938. So really the horrors of the Nazi regime have been Really gone. widespread yeah. knowledge. Still Nazis, though. Yeah. So, um, Mark the Nazi has this locket, and Caesar opens it, and is like, ooh, is this your girlfriend? And he's like, well, actually, I'm going to gonna go home and marry her next week. Oh! Nazi marriage. Death flags, death flags, death flags. <laughs> just immediately when we saw it, I just went, yeah, he's gonna die. In the dub, uh, he's like, I was his wingman when we picked her up, you know? <laughs> And then Caesar starts making fun of Jojo for not having a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, and also when uh, they're explaining, like, oh, he's going to get married, the car starts doing, like, 360s on the road yeah. because he's not watching where he's driving. He's <laughs> just like, can you watch where you're driving, young man? Yeah. Uh, and then Jojo's just sort of in the back brooding, but he doesn't have a special technique like the bubbles. <laughs> he's like, once I develop my own killer technique, I'll show him a thing or two. Or three. <laughs> I love that most of, like... His qualms are, I don't have my own technique. Yeah. I want my own technique. I get my own technique. Even though he already has his own technique. Just like tricking people. Well, yeah, yeah. Or his style, rather. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now we cut to a scene in the catacomb again. There are Nazis. The Nazis have taken notice of this mysterious, um, hole. Mm. We'll go and investigate. It's okay. They can't do anything because they're all under this UV light that we've set up. Now... I can tell you right now that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So the Nazis go and they get a they get a real good squeeze at this hole, and then what happens? A big old horn shoots out of it. So I think it was the top mask that had the big horn. The middle one. The middle one that had the big horn. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lowest one on the hierarchy that we see. Uh, okay. So the big horn slices through one dude. Yep. And then they go quick. Turn on more UV lights. They turn on more UV lights. Then the horn grows. Yeah, so th it looks like it's growing. I wouldn't, wouldn't blame you for thinking that. But what it actually is, it's like air. What, the horn is air? You no, know, it's spinning and creating an air current. Oh, that makes way more sense. I was wondering where the hell the horn came from. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so like it makes a wind current vortex sort yeah, of thing. and it literally cuts through them yeah. and covers the, the UV lights with, with their blood. <laughs> Which I was like, fucking metal. Yeah. So the commander, who looks like evil Speedwagon, is like, oh shit, this can't be happening. <laughs> Uh, guys, maybe we done goofed here. Ooh. When the lights are covered, our first of these three pillar man wakes up, majestically leaps out of the pillar. Now this guy, um, 
He sort of almost looks dressed in like Egyptian fashion to me. He has those sandals that come yeah. up, or like Roman fashion maybe. Yeah, Roman sandals that come halfway uh, up his shins. He's oh. got some jewelry, not a lot. Yeah, he's got a, like a lip piercing and two ear piercings, mm. and uh, sort of like a flat top haircut. Yeah, is he the guy who has the blue underneath one eye? I can't remember. Oh, oh no, he's got like sort of a sort of oh, like, that's right, almost the... almost like a G looking pattern yeah, on his like face. Yeah, like L on his yeah in blue. Yeah. On his left eye, I think it is. It's pretty much over his whole face. Yeah, pretty much. And he looks beautiful. He These looks beautiful. Are the most buff characters in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, I mean, whew, they are next level buff. <laughs> Their heads are tiny. Apparently, there somewhere on the internet. There's like a fitness forum that um that was like had a JoJo thread, <laughs> and the people in that referred to them as like the Aztec gods of gains. <laughs> To be fair, they are the swole lords. <laughs> so, he's immediately learned English and speaks it much more fluently than uh, Santana ever did. Yep. I see the world has undergone significant changes during my slumber. And he said something about inventions as well. Yeah, I can tell by your your gadgets and, and gizmos that a lot of time has progressed. Mm. In the dub, one of them is, the Nazi's like, what did he say? And then he says, I said your pitiful mu- munitions are no match against my power. And then he sort of really quickly darts between them all. In and, a very strange way. And then when he stops moving, they all react and all their hands are fused together. In the so, way that Santana absorbed people, but so, he's done it with yeah. them. So the one yeah. the one guy's um, fingers are going through the other guy's palm and so on until they form a sort of daisy chain. Hmm. And uh, needless to say, I would be freaking the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, reasonable to assume. Yeah. So they do that. Yep. And then uh, he puts his finger into the commander's forehead and basically drinks all of their insides at once. Which is... They all collapse into, like, empty flesh bags. Fucking... No bones, no... Metal. Organs. Fucking... Gross. Metal. They still have teeth, though, as we see later. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can't drink bones. Well, he drank the rest of their bones, evidently. Yeah, true. They are basically jelly. (laughs) So, at this point... So, uh, have we learned his name? He, he's about to say his name as he, he returns to the, the pillar and he strikes a pose, touching the other other two on their foreheads. The pose you're Raising his right arms now. above, it, like, sort of like a Y shape, but with his fingers pointing down. Yep. And he says, uh, Wamu. His name is Wham, or Wamu. Again, if anyone's seen Deadpool, Wham! I haven't. Ah, uh, what? The pillar men occupy a weird space where... It seems as though, from what I've read, they are the only ones with music reference names where the the spelling changes or similar are actually part of their name officially and not like a quirk of... Translation or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or of copyright issues. Mm. Interesting. So Wamu, W-A-M-U-U, mm-hmm. is a... I think it's a, apparently it's a pronounced identically to how they would say Wham in Japanese. That yeah. makes sense, I guess. Wamu. Uh, Wham were a 1980s pop duo That they were uh, Founded by George Michael and Andrew Ridgely That they were You might recognise their song uh, Bad Boys Oh Oh, Isn't that Oh I didn't know that was them Yeah Cool Careless Whisper It's in Deadpool (laughs) Alright I'm never gonna give you up So he uh, he puts his fingers on them And he says Awaken my masters This is like a really uh, Dramatic Iconic Jojo moment As as they all waken up and, like, the camera filter is, like, weird and there's a lot of glowing lights and yeah. they all strike a pose simultaneously. Oh, it is dope. It is so dope. I just love that, like, in that one moment, Whamu is down here, vanilla ice style, like... on his, He's taken a knee. His arm is perfectly horizontal. And then the other two are behind him, like, ooh. One of them is holding a stone mask with a big hole in the forehead. Indeed. More on that in future episodes. <laughs> Damn it. 
Although we do get some. Yeah, he talks about it in a bit. In a bit. Also, could it be that they're not talking English? They're just talking whatever language they talk? Obviously, in what we watched, they were speaking Japanese, but they are speaking whatever the lingua franca of the JoJo universe is because in a bit they speak and the other characters can understand them. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Yeah. They are speaking in JoJo. Japanese or English, as the case may be. I'm surprised that Caesar and Jojo are so fluent in their own languages. <laughs> well, it's like, why were all the Nazis speaking English? It doesn't really pay to put yeah. too much thought into that. No, not really. So, yeah, we cut away after he wakes, after they destroy that pose, I think. There's a really funky sort of um, music. I don't know how you describe it, though. There's, like, chanting in it. Chanting? Oh! Sort of wailing. The weird Aztec chanting song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's very strange. And, of course, it's... these guys being, like strange Aztec god sort of thing hails back to that one scene I was telling you about that was omitted from the first episode of the anime where a mysterious Aztec man is performing human sacrifice wearing the stone mask. Yep. So it all comes back together. I mean, the fact that barely any of that is alluded to in part one and now it's just gone to, oh yeah, by the way, there are these pillar dudes. Yeah. Oh shit, okay. They find, they go to the entrance. It's the, uh, the Mouth of Truth or the Boca de la Verita. Hey. Which is a uh, a a landmark in Rome? Is it a giant face? Yes, it's a giant face with an open mouth in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the middle from the Middle Ages, there was a a belief that if you told a lie while you had your hand in its mouth, it would bite your hand off. <laughs> That's fantastic. And apparently, there was also a medieval legend, which was according to Wikipedia, wrongly believed to originate with the Roman poet Virgil about an adulterous empress who managed to deceive her husband in a trial using the mouth. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Bit of a JoJo World tour. Yeah. Man, this guy did his homework. <laughs> so they go down this secret tunnel and uh, there is no one around. Dub Joseph is like, I'm surprised you Germans don't have more than uh, zero guards down here. <laughs> it's a little quiet. Hello. Oh, um, when they're walking down the stairs. such a shit. <laughs> when they're walking down the stairs, important plot point, they ask why they haven't just put Hamon into yes. pillars. Yes. And the Caesar's like, it doesn't work when they're in stone because it only works on living things. And also... <laughs> that's that's why... Yep, I'm on... Yep, it, it's totally consistent. Yep. It's all consistent. <laughs> sure. They get down there and then Joseph's like, oh, I'm stepping on something gross. What's that? And he looks down and it's the, the empty husk of the uh, the commander. <gasps> they, they shine their torch around and there are lots of empty husks around and Mike freaks out. <gasps> He's like, no, Mark, don't run away. There's something wrong. Death bells, death bells. <laughs> and he runs right into them. And then they just ignore him. They keep walking. Unfortunately, they ignore him by walking through him. It's like uh, in like the Cthulhu mythos. Mm. Where these... Cthulhu. Sure. <laughs> the, the horrible monsters in that are probably going to do you great harm, even if they're not paying attention to you, because they're just orders of magnitude... On a higher plane than, yeah. than humans. It's like a certain cosmic horror. Yeah. You just go, oh, shit. So the pillar men are just walking and Whamu bumps, his shoulder bumps into um, Mark. but And he keeps walking and he just half him. of Mark's body is yeah. eaten. So basically everything from his left nostril onwards is gone. Yep. Um, he still has his two legs, but his arm's gone and this bit of his face is gone. So it's just... Most of his torso too. Yeah, because his bicep accidentally got in the way of Mark. Wamu kneels before the other two, uh, indicating that he's of lower status than them, mm-hmm. and uh, starts talking. He calls them uh, Master ACDC and Lord Cars. Now, if you can't tell, ACDC... ACDC. 
Uh, Spelt E-S-I-D-E-S-I. No. But apparently in Japanese that you, you would pronounce that identically to how you would pronounce ACDC. So you pronounce it ACDC? Yeah. Nice. So ACDC. Let's Australian talk about... 70s onward rock band. Yeah. You a fan? Um, Half, half. I think like it's really fun what they do, but like musically everything is exactly the same. Yeah, I, I think they certainly have their place, but it's not really to my to my yeah. personal taste. Like, back in the day, they were just, like, the party boys. Yeah. Like, they were the bad boys of rock and roll. Highway to Hell, back TNT, black. Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Yeah, it's just, it's all good, right? But they all basically sound the same. Yeah, it's all... Dun, dun, High dun. voltage! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all they do. But, at the same time, revolutionary. Revolutionary for the time. Mm. And very simple. Very simple songs that are very effective. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like they only ever basically use like four chords. Just ever. And uh, it works pretty well for them. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the everything sounds exactly the same. <laughs> that's because it fucking works, mate. All right, not a word against them. There's evidently a market for that. Exactly. Old bogans. And our other man is uh, Cars. Ref- that's K-A-R-S. Uh-huh. Reference to the Cars. C-A-R-S. Oh, that's why I didn't recognise it. <laughs> Right, okay. So they were a le- late 70s rock or like new wave band. Yep. Apparently their most successful single was a song called Drive, though I haven't heard it. Drive. At least I didn't recognise the name. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Drive. I do recognise the name, but I don't know the song. Hmm, so that's them. Cars, look, he looks to be of sort of smaller physical, physical stature than the other two. Is he the but blue guy? He has like a sort yeah. of blue, almost turban-y thing on. Yeah, so he's the head. Yeah, he's the leader. Yeah. He looks almost like he's of smaller stature than those two, but it could just be that his head is smaller as a result of this thing he's wearing. I thought it was just his head is small because his body is so freaking huge. (laughs) And to be fair, the other two are definitely very large, so even if he is a little smaller than them, he's still swole. He is the swallow. He's yoked. Oh, God. (laughs) Yoked? Yeah. And the other one, ACDC, he has a nose ring and he has like sort of a fro going on. Yeah. I think that might be uh, a small reference to... Who was the guitarist for ACDC again? Anyway, that guy. Just maybe. Because back in the day, you know, they all had wild hair. And ACDC were wild. So maybe having an afro is a little bit wild. No idea. So they talk about how, like, what should we do now that we're awake? ACDC says, we need to retrieve the redstone of Asia to make the, the mask complete. And alluding to the mask with the hole in it. Now, just maybe, the redstone we've been seeing in the opening sequence and the end sequences... Might be the Red Stone of Asia. No. Look. Look, it seems like quite a leap to make. Look. How many... There's, surely there's a countless Red Stones in this plot. Oh, what? Well, Caesar was holding one earlier. Yeah, that could be the Red Stone of Asia. <laughs> Who knows? So, Asia. What is Asia? Asia is the name of one of Steely Dan's most popular albums. There you go. Uh, apparently it was named for a Korean woman who married the brother of one of the member's high school friends. Whoa. Uh, they said Whoa. about the name... We thought that was a good name, a very romantic sort of image, the sort of tranquility that comes from a quiet relationship with a beautiful woman. Or Aztec gods that want to take over the world. <laughs> Apparently, the Asia album uh, has particularly high production standards, so audiophiles and similar people yeah. use that to test new equipment and yeah. stuff. And I'm prob- I might be reading a bit too much into it here, but there's kind of a parallel to that with how you'll find out how the, uh, the redstone is used in the story. Oh, okay. What, with high production standards? Yeah. Okay, alright. We're um, going to forget this next episode. Jojo Wiki but... also speculates that it could be a reference to um, the band Asia, A-S-I-A. Hey. But I'm a bit sceptical. It could be, though. I mean, there's no reason it can't be, but... 
It's like it could also be a reference it's, to. It my seems friend. more clearly to be the thing that's spelt the same and yeah, and has many parallels. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Also, Steely Dan, Western music. Yeah. Not literally called Asia. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, Whammy's like, I'll go retrieve the stone if you want. And Cars like, just chill. Let's go find out what the human word's like now. Yeah. Um, I think it's Cars that tries to step through. Oh, but first they talk about oh. how um, the, the last custodian of the stone they knew of was the Emperor of Rome. And those times are very much over. Yeah, and but like maybe because the Emperor really cherished it, there will be still stories about it they can use to track it down. I don't know if that's a reference to any sort of Roman history, history or legend with a prominent red stone in it. Yeah, I don't know either. No. <laughs> I'm not a historian. I would take a guess that that is just... A thing for plot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're in Rome. Oh, well, the last person that had it was uh, the, the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. So they're walking. They uh, they go to go leave. And then Cars tries to walk through Wamu's shadow. Yeah, he steps in his shadow and Wamu reflexively attacks him. Oh! <gasps> Wamu then does some sick flips. Yeah, and ACDC's like, Wamu, what are you doing? How dare you raise your hand against your master? And then Wamu's like, I'm sorry. I'm I'll, so sorry. I'll accept whatever punishment you seem fit. Kaz says, he's no. Pretty, he's pretty chill. Yeah, Kaz, I think, just goes, hey, uh, it's okay. I forgot that you just kill people when they walk in your shadow. My bad, dude. Seriously, right. it's been like 2,000 years. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, let's go, like, chill off in Rome. Yeah. So they're going to leave, and then um, we get a sick shot of... Meanwhile, back with the protagonists in the same room. Yeah. Which took a very long time to get to. Yeah. Like, it was a good, like, what, four or five minutes <laughs> of just... Oh, I'm very sorry, but uh, this is all the exposition that we need right now. And this is setting up for the rest of the show. Uh, Caesar is cradling the dying Mark in his arms. Uh, or rather, half of the dying Mark. <laughs> He's uh, Half of his face is still able to talk. Yep, he's like, Caesar, uh, it's starting to hurt now. I was numb before, but now it's really, it really sucks. <laughs> Just kill me, please. Yep. And then Caesar hammers on his heart and stops it. Thank you, Caesar. And Caesar gets really angry. Caesar gets Joseph, really angry. Jojo also gets really angry. Oh, we get the awesome shot. It's like really brief, but... Or like a series of shots where Caesar's there mourning uh, Mark on like, yeah. you know, his breast. He talks about how Mark was just an ordinary man and yeah. he loved his family and his girl and his country. Nazi yeah, like, Germany. <laughs> and it like zooms out, right? And then you see Jojo like, oh no. Putting like, his hand on his head. Yeah, his hand on his head. And uh, I think Speedwagon's going like oh, that. Yeah. With, like, his hand on his chin in a very, like, oh, no, sort of way. Caesar, like, stands up meaningfully and puts uh, the photo from the locket in his mouth for some reason. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And Joseph's like, Caesar! And also stands up. And they strike a pose with the same lighting effect that the Pillar Man had earlier when they all posed. Ooh, it's meaningful. And then Caesar's like, this is personal. I'd destroy these fiends myself! And then... End of episode. And it should be noted, this is like the last verse of Roundabout because it was a very hype moment. So hype. <laughs> I was so hype. So you're looking forward to having to wait possibly 10 weeks till you see the next one? Oh, damn it. Why or recording a backlog because I have a busy period coming up for the next 10 weeks. Oh, god damn. And then by the time this goes out, they'll be like, why aren't they responding to any of my reviews? And yeah. like, well, look, about that. Well, we addressed that a couple of episodes ago. I hope so. Um, yeah, look, I'm very hype. <laughs> so hype. Uh, highlights, lowlights? Okay. Um, oh god, there are so many highlights though. Oh my god, okay, I'll go with the low light mm-hmm. of Mark when we immediately knew, yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, I'm gonna get married! And you're like, yeah, he's, he's gonna die. He's, he's dead. <laughs> There's nothing that's gonna save you. You're, you're fucked. 
Low light, I'm gonna go with actually Cars stepping in Whamu's shadow. Because, spoiler alert, that never comes up again. Oh. What, like no one tries to get in his shadow again? No. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. A lot so of... So, like, why, why did they spend so much time on that? Yeah, a lot of these Aztec guys, nothing ever comes up again. <laughs> Maybe there was something in the manga that mattered, but no? No. Oh, all right. Okay. Highlights. Uh, highlights. So much to choose from. So many good things. I think maybe just Caesar Zapelli, just as a highlight. What a little shit bird. (laughs) Just fucking Caesar Zapelli. There's more Zapelli, and it's all good. I'm gonna go have to have to go with the um the classic opinion and those two moments where they all struck poses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh my god. So one of those will certainly be the picture for this episode on the website. Yes. I really hope it's the uh, Aztec one because holy shit, like it's so. Just, it's so camp in the best way. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think will happen next time? Uh, okay, so... We're in the catacombs. They're spoiling for a fight. It'll be a very short part if they beat all of them. (laughs) Yep. So maybe, maybe two of them go away while another one deals with them. And do you think they'll beat him? Um, yes. I think so. So it, it could be like, um, you managed to beat him, but he was the weakest of us. Yeah, basically. It's like, Wamu was a little bit shit. Alright, we didn't really care for him. That's why we left him there, and he was pretty bad, as you can tell. It's funny you say that, because that's actually the exact attitude they have when someone brings up Santana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put him there because... Uh... I think they refer to him as their guard dog. <laughs> The guard dog? Yeah. Aren't they meant to be, like, gods among men? Yeah, but he was the least of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so two of them will, like, fuck off. Yep. Whamu will probably stay because he's the lowest rank. They'll beat him, probably barely. Then they'll go and train in the ways of Hamon. Oh, gotta get that stone. Because they barely met. Oh, yeah, true. The stone. Maybe, maybe Caesar knows where the stone is. And he's like, I know where the stone is, but they'll be coming for it. They can sense it. What if there's something that's just like, they can use Hamon to find the stone? They can't use Hamon, I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they might have like some sort of sensory thing that's like, I know where it is and it's within this vicinity. Let's go find it. Like Pokemon Go style. Right. Where it's like, okay, I've got to walk over here. Ah, no, it's not over there. Walk over here. Oh, it's closer. Pillman Go. Yeah, Pillman Go. So yeah, maybe Caesar and Jojo will go off and, you know. Training montage. Yeah, do some training. Speedwagon... We'll let them do their thing as he goes back to... Ooh, he'll go back to Washington and do some stuff there that probably won't get brought up ever again. Um, um, who else is there? Just about everyone, really. Yeah. We think Sapelli, Speedwagon, Jojo. Oh, Mark's dead. Um, Poor Mark. He was a Nazi, though. He loved his country. <laughs> he loved his country. Yeah, I think that's basically it. No dogs. No dogs. Unless you count Santana. All right, and that more or less brings us to the end of our episode. Woo! Uh, if you like the show, email us at our Teeth's... Nope, that's my other podcast. <laughs> Email us at jojosworld at gmail.com. That's not it. It's jojopodcast at gmail.com. Okay, take three. We got this. If you like the show, email us at jojospodcast at gmail.com or find us at the same on Twitter. Or if you want to help new people find it that you don't know, rate and review us on iTunes. It's a really good way of getting new people to notice us by saying that we're really good. Our part two episodes will have started coming out by the time you hear this. <laughs> so we will have certainly have a new theme song by then. Uh, Yes. And we will know the name. And also, by the time we record our next episode, they will have started coming out too. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. And then we'll actually have a name for it. Yep. It'll be all good. In the meantime, to be continued. Continued.